we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I want to invite you to a very special conference coming up October the 14th and 15th. It is the Anointed Leadership Conference, and we're going to be specializing and talking about uh, how to develop leaders to carry out the vision. And uh, I want to invite you. It's the conference for you. You need to get here. Bring your teams and be a part of it. You can find the registration at my website at terrylinscott.com. There are discounts for groups of five or more on there. And if that's something that you're interested in, in my opinion, bring the whole team. Everybody hearing the same thing makes it a whole lot easier to go back. My goal for all you leaders out there is to teach how to develop every person under you to carry out your vision. This is the conference for you and your whole team. I'm believing God for the whole anointing of God to get upon you and your team to accomplish everything God has for you. Join me at the Anointed Leadership Conference, October 14th and 15th. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. Again, so grateful that you're joining me, whatever platform you're on. Uh, it is a great day to be alive today under the anointing of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to be talking about how to impart the vision. What does that mean, uh, imparting the vision into people's lives? Uh, and so as we jump into the content, before we do, I would like to just remind you and ask you to do me a couple of things. First of all, if you have not subscribed to the channel on whatever platform you're listening, please do so. Second of all, if you would leave me a comment or a brief understanding or shoot me an email at, off of my website at terrylinscott.com and let me know how this is adding value to you, even ask a question, I would greatly appreciate that. And the third, probably most important thing for me is share this content. Get this out to other people that you believe would add, this would add value to their life. Uh, just simply share it to your pastor, your church leaders, department heads, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, community leaders, whoever that is, this type of stuff, adding value to your life, just share that. Amen. I really appreciate that. And lastly, in a couple of weeks, I have my first annual uh, uh, leadership conference, the Anointed Leadership Conference. And as you heard in the uh, uh, opening, uh, go to my website and uh, click the registration, be a part of it, and I guarantee you it will add value to your life. Let's jump into the content today, imparting vision into your leader or to your leaders or your volunteers or your employees, whoever that is, it's all about imparting uh, the vision. I'm going to read two verses, Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. We all understand this one if we're in the kingdom. It says, then the Lord answered and said, write the vision down and make it plain on tablets that he may read it who runs, uh, he who may run who reads it. Uh, that's Habakkuk in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. And I, I read these two verses just to kind of get the idea about this. Number one, people need vision. They need, they need to know where they're going, uh, the, how we're going to get there. They need that vision. And, and how do they get it? God gives it to somebody. If you're the pastor, you're the visionary, you're the apostle, uh, you're the owner, the business owner, the entrepreneur, it's your vision. 
Your, your, your business is a vision. It's something you dreamt of, something you've seen. Uh, your church is a vision. It's something you, that God spoke to you. You got to write the thing down. You got to make it plain. You got to let people read it. You got to let people run with it. And you've got to constantly keep it before them. Why? Because without a vision, people just, they just live however, do whatever they want to do. I, I want to just talk to you about this because not everybody catches it. Some people are trying to be taught the vision and you can teach the vision. We've done it here at our church. We teach the vision of abundant life. We've taught the values of abundant life. Uh, I repeat the vision of abundant life. Almost every message I preach, I say something about our vision, uh, but that doesn't mean people are catching it. It just means they're hearing it. And there is a difference here. There's a difference of hearing and catching. Uh, I want to talk about just simply what vision means. And this is what taken Proverbs 29, 18, you know, when it says though they just cast off restraint, they just, however they want to live, it's whatever, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. That's not the way we should live. We should, because we're on purpose, we should live by design, right? And so we have to realize naturally speaking, vision just simply means sight. I can see where I'm going. A person with vision with no vision is blind. They're just, they can't see. They need assistance. They need help. They need somebody to guide them. They need a guide stick, whatever that is. A, a blind person walking unassisted is prone to falling or getting hurt or even dying. Uh, a blind man that has no assistance is prone to falling down, getting hurt, or even if they're in a busy area, getting run over, right? Just if they're blind. They need assistance. Well, what we want to do is we want to remove the need of assistance out of the people that are with us and that follow us and are for us and are part of our teams and allow the vision to be the assistance to them. So it frees up time for you leader to be able to do what God's called you to do while they're doing what God's called them to do. The vision allows them to work unassisted. The vision in their heart allows them to move freely, operating in the gifts, allow them to, to make decisions. This is when they catch the vision, they understand what you want. They understand what you're doing. They understand where you're going. With no vision, they need assistance. And what we want to do is remove the need for assistance so they can flourish. They can live on their own. They can be independent, if you will, right? So we have to realize that. So just like a, uh, that person that's blind, uh, it's the same true with everybody in their life. We don't want people without vision to drift from the plan. We want them to stick to the plan. The vision, I'm, I'm just saying a few things. I'm going to give you a few points today of how do you impart this vision. Uh, the, the next thought is the vision. This is why it's so important to me. The vision is the bullseye on the target. It's the, it's the center circle that we're all shooting at, right? And people need to be able to see that. They need to be understand that. They need to go after that thing. That vision is what causes everybody to be on the same page. Everybody going in the same direction. We're all hitting in that direction, right? How do you, how do you, how, what does it mean for them to catch it? There's a difference in teaching and catching, right? So uh, I don't know if you have kids. Uh, I've got four grown uh, three, my three boys are married. I have grandbaby. Each one of them has a grandbaby and I have one on the way. My daughter still is at home in college, 20, almost 22 years old. And, um, how many times do you remember? Cause I remember these things. I told them, make your bed, clean your room, uh, do the dishes, take the trash out. Right. And, and, and it didn't matter. I would tell them, I would go back in the next day and they, it was repeating the same 
problem. And I'd tell them again, and then I'd tell them again, and then I'd tell them again, and then I'd tell them again. And I don't know about you, but for 18 years of their life, it seemed like I told them the same thing over and over and over and over. But until it became a revelation, something revealed in their heart, they never shifted. They never changed. My All of my kids are different. Their, their personalities, their character, their attributes. But the, there's one that is very meticulous, very OCD like his mom and dad. Things put in order, things put back where they go. Why? Because that's just the, what it clicked. It wasn't always that way. But when it clicked, whoo, I, it, now we don't have to tell him. And we stopped telling him the older he got because he was doing it on his own. That's the difference from teaching and catching. It's the same thing in your ministry, same thing in your church, in your, in your business. It doesn't matter. Your teams, your employment, you're telling people over and over and over. They just haven't caught it. And, and it, you got to keep the telling on repeat until they catch it because that becomes what I call a revelation. Like the thing went off the page. Woo! I get it. I understand it now. Basically, when they catch the vision, it goes from being words on a paper to a picture that is branded in their minds uh, that what has been written is actually now it's a picture. I see it. It's a vision. You know, the, the, um, most of the time, this vision will never jump off the page for volunteers or employees. It's for the people that are ownership mentality. And what we want to do is move people from volunteer and, and employment to ownership, take ownership of the company, take ownership of the vision, take ownership of the church, take ownership of what God has placed in your heart. We want to move people. Well, to do that, you've got to uh, give them opportunity to catch the vision. It's imparting it into them. You know, Paul said in Romans 1, he said, I long to see you that I can impart into you spiritual gifts. Well, I believe that that level of impartation is a consistency that of the vision of imparting that vision by constantly going over it and over it and over it and doing it in ways that it's not just reading it from a piece of paper, but it's the explanation. It's the diving deep into it. And you say, well, Terry, I don't think I should have to tell people that many times. Really, the greatest leader of all times, Jesus, the Christ, um, <laughs> he had 12 guys that stayed with him for three and a half years. And for three and a half years, Jesus told them the same thing. Um, you got a Holy Ghost coming. This is what I've called you to. This is how we do things. And for three and a half years, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, they healed people. He, he healed people. He delivered people. He cast the demons out. He rebuked religion. Uh, he did everything day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And here's the thing, the beauty of it, at the very end, he says, I, I'm sending you to go do exactly what I'm doing. Jesus dies. Do you know what the disciples did? They went back to their fishing because they never caught the call. They never caught the vision that Jesus was trying to paint in their minds for three and a half years. It wasn't until the 40 days after he died that he showed himself consistently to them that they caught it. And then for the next 10 days, they waited until the power of God hit them. And then the whole world changed because of those guys stayed in the upper room and received the, the vision that Jesus tried for over three and a half years. We have to understand that is, is it don't matter who you are. It don't matter how great of a leader you are. You're not everybody around you is going to catch the vision and you need people in your life. Senior leaders, you need people. It doesn't matter if you're a department head and you're not the senior in the company or the ministry or the church, 
but you are a, a lead and you have a vision for what the area or the team you're leading, you need the people on your team to not just clock in, clock out, punch in, punch out. You need them to catch the vision of what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you're doing it so that they show up to work with ownership mentality and we all excel. We all need to do this. Well, it takes repetition. It takes simple steps that are, are biblical in every area to do it. And I'm going to take it out of Habakkuk chapter two. I'm going to give you things that, that you just need to do. Number one, how do you start imparting this into people, right? You can just talk about it all day long, but that's not what the Bible teaches. How do you do it? Number one thing is you must write it down. You must pin it on paper. You must take the time to type the thing out and reevaluate it and, and make sure that the language in which you are speaking is, is understandable. It, it, is, uh, it is not confusing. It is very brief. It is very meticulous in the wording. So people that read it, they can run with it. In other words, it's easily uh, digestible. It's easily attained in the mind. You won't believe how many people do not write their vision down. How many pastors don't do it? Listen, how many business owners don't do it? How many people don't have even have a mission statement? How many people haven't reevaluated their vision statement or mission statement over the uh, every five years? Vision should constantly grow and evolve, which means every five years, it's going to get bigger. It's going to do more. That's increase. So you have to write it down. You, you, you know, you have to put in very practical terms, whatever you're chasing, what's the target you're aiming at. You got to put it on paper. It's what the Bible says. It says, write it down and make it plain and put it on a tablet. Watch. You must get uh, all your thoughts out into that. So you, it's going to take some time to do this, but this is how you impart it. It's if you don't do the work, People don't understand what they're reading. So uh, what we do is we tend to expect this. We tend to expect that just telling somebody something is good enough. No, the Bible's clear. If you want to impart the vision, if you want to take people and move them from volunteer mentality, by the way, I can't stand volunteer mentality in the church. And the reason is we were all bought with a price according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We are not our own. We belong to the king in his kingdom and this is kingdom business and but if you want to move people out of volunteer and into ownership if you want to move employees away from employees to partners in the business that doesn't mean they're a partner on paper and they're getting partner uh, reimbursements or royalties it just simply means the mindset behind what they're doing you have to write the thing down and stop just telling people right we we, we got to understand it's not good enough just to tell somebody it's just not good enough uh, here's what it, what I look at. It's something that is written is like a con it's contractual. It's something that we both sign, we both understand, we both agree upon. It's it's a receipt. It's a proof of purchase or a proof of acceptance. Like when I write that thing down, when I put the pen to paper and I take the time to write that thing down, right? Here's what I'm saying is I accept that. I it's proof. This is what it is, and nobody else can deny that. It's the receipt of receiving from Jesus the thing God called me to do, and now I've put it pen to paper. Number one, if you're going to start imparting, you have to write it down. Number two, and I know these are simple, practical, but that, how do I get that into somebody else? Just listen. You're going to see it in the scriptures. Two, make it plain. That means no gibberish, 
no confusion, no room for error, no room for misunderstanding. You don't leave room for anything that to, to, to knock off what God showed you. And so what I mean, you've got to be as brief and detailed as possible. I wrote that down and then I paused for a second because I'm thinking brief and detailed. That's interesting, right? Because if, if you talk about brief, you talk about a marriage, husband, wife, right? Male, female. Most of the time, and not everybody fits this category, but most of the time, if you ask a man, how was his day? Good. How do you feel? Good. What are you thinking about? Nothing. And so we find that about the man. You ask the woman, how do you, how do you, how was your day? Oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so did this. And it's like, I didn't want to know all those details. So you understand brief and detail. You got to take both of those, put them together and put them down on paper. That's making it plain, right? That whoever reads it can run with it, but you've got to be brief. And what does that brief mean? That simply means that you take everything you're doing and you sum it up in less than a sentence. In, in other words, if you have five parts to your vision, it's only five sentences. And in each sentence, it should, it should describe the end goal. Remind you this, every five years, you're gonna to have to relook at that because it evolves, it grows, right? What should be in your, in your vision? The why. Why are we established? Why are we here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? The why, this is the vision. Also part of the vision is the what. What is my part? What am I doing? So my vision at Abundant Life Church that God didn't speak to me, but I inherited because I caught it, was we are to be a global mission, a, a church where we're gonna touch people globally, especially in Central and South America. Uh, then we're also going to plant churches. This is what I caught. We're gonna raise up ministers and plant churches, right? And so those are the two key components. The third is simply the Great Commission, which most every church should have. So you have those three things. Well, that's the why. Why we're here. Why, why, why are we here to go to the foreign fields? We're here to plant churches. That, the what now? What is it? How are we? Not so much the how, but what is going to do? And maybe the how do I get there? I'm going to raise up ministers. I'm going to send them through classes. I'm going to do Bible school, which accommodates. We're going to send mission money. We're going to raise up missionary. So I have this whole list, but the vision was simple. And we've got to write these things down and we got to make them very plain. So anybody that reads it, the first time person can read it and say, oh, I understand what you're doing, right? So number one, write it down. Number two, make it plain. Number three, this is the key. In my opinion, you got to allow people to read it. You have to allow other people to read it. They can't change it. They, they, they're not adjusting it. They're not tweaking it. What they do when they read it, they enhance it. When they are enhancing the vision, which means it's evolving, it's growing. When they are allowed to read it with an ownership mindset. Now, if you just want them to be a volunteer mindset and let them read it, then they'll never enhance it. They'll just read it and say, oh, that's good. You're doing a great job. Nope, that's not the idea of any company or any church. It's not just what I'm doing. It's what we're doing together to really impact lives. This is, the, this is a component that we have to understand. You have to. You have to allow them to read it. What does that look like? You got to let them look through the lens of their own life, their own creative abilities, their own gifts. You have to, this is what it means to impart now. You get somebody that you write it, you make it plain, and then you got to invite somebody in and read it and say, how can I be a part of this? How can I enhance this? What's my part in this? This is the reading. How, it, how can I do this? You know, you have to understand that when somebody reads this, 
They're reading it through the lens of their life, which means the lens of their gifts, the lens of the things that make them tick, the lens of their passions. And when you give them permission to read it in those lenses, watch, then you find out that God's sending the people to you and they no longer just want to be employees or volunteers. They're actually going to take the ownership of it and they're going to say, I can make this thing happen and I can do it in such a way that causes greater growth, exponential growth. I can cause you to move faster. This is the imparting the, the vision. You can't just read it and say, I got it and it's all mine and I, you just do what I tell you to do. No, you got to let them read it. Reading it through the lens of their life. And how do you do that? You put up guardrails. I, I told my kids, I am a guardrail and their mother is a guardrail. We're going to keep you on the road and, and it's going to bang. It's going to cause some damage in your life. It's going to be hurtful sometimes, but we don't want you to go over the hill and kill yourself. Right. So guardrails. So in your in, in the, the vision that you write down, put up the guardrails. How much can they move in it when they read it? How much of their gift can be used? Those types of things, because you can't just give them complete permission to be complete owners because God didn't call them to be that. You're the senior leader. Right. If you're listening, you're the senior leader. You're the one establishing guardrails. Put them up. Give them freedom to move in and out of that guardrail. Right. Give them some movement, wiggle room. Right. In that, why? Because you're not going to create yes men. You're going to create men or women, if you will. You're going to create people around you that have freedom to move and not just say yes to what you tell them, but give you permission to grow your vision and run with this thing. This is what it means to read it. Reading it isn't just reading line upon line. It's actually from the lens of their life, their gifts and their abilities to enhance the vision of God in, that he placed in your heart. You need people to do that, but you got to make it plain so they can understand it. And when they understand it, then they enhance the thing. One, write it down. Two, make it plain. Three, key component, allow. And I wrote the word allow there in my notes because that's the most people won't allow other people to read it through the lenses of their gifts. They, they want them to do exactly what they tell them to do, which is management and control-driven leadership. Nothing wrong with that. If that's how you want to do it, do it, right? But I'm interested in empowering people the way Jesus did, right? So you have to understand that. That's it. Number four, hardest part of it all, when you're going to impart the vision, when you want people to go from volunteer to ownership, when you want people to go from employee to partner mentality, you have to allow people to run with it. This is the hardest part when you're, I'm talking about imparting it, the vision, because I don't need people to be taught the vision. I need them to catch the vision. Why are we doing what we're doing? What is the purpose behind it? How are you, how is your gift going to be the one that helps us together to us, not me, us fulfill what God's called us to do. That's what we have to understand this looks like. And you have to give them permission to run with it. Can I tell you the one thing to do that? Um, you have to get the perfectionist mindset out of your own head and give them freedom to flourish, thrive, and you need to learn new things. Come on. We all, what we think is perfect doesn't necessarily mean it's perfect for somebody else. It's just the way we think. And we got to give people a room to run, use, exert energy, exercise their gifts so that they flourish as well as the vision is enhanced, right? Uh, if they don't catch the vision, though, listen, they're not going to run with it. The people that are in your congregation, the people that are on your teams, the people in your in your employees, whoever it is, if they're not running with your vision, they're not they haven't caught it yet. And I know a lot of people in my church that don't haven't caught it, which means they're not running with it. But there's a boatload of people in my church that have caught the vision of abundant life and they've understood it's where what is their part? 
God's gift in their life isn't to have a church, but God's gift in their life is to be a part of a church that is doing global work, that's helping people. And I'm watching it left and right, hand over fist, people joining our ministry that has caught our vision that God placed in our heart to accomplish something great for him, not for me, for him. And they're using it. And why? If they don't catch it, they'll never run with it. You've got to get them to the point where they catch it so they're in the running, right? Watch, if they can't operate in their gift, this is talking about running with it. If they can't operate in their gift, they will kick against the pricks or the goads. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, remember in Acts chapter 9, verse 5, I think it was, Jesus come and appeared to Saul, who became Paul, and he says, it's hard to kick against the code, goads, isn't it? Or against the pricks, which means you're just kicking against a metal object, just kicking. It's hard. It hurts. And that's what it feels like when people don't have freedom to move, when they don't have freedom to operate in their gift. If they're all there are yes people, then there's no ownership. If they're not owners, right, they'll never run with the vision. If they're not running with the vision, they'll never see that you will never see the vision grow, evolve or enhance. You've got to get them to the point where they are free to operate in their gift. You've got to give them permission. How you set up guardrails. How do you set up guardrails? The vision. You have to write it down. Make it plain. Let them read it. Allow that opportunity in through the lens of their life and their gifts. Allow them time to, to operate in the gift. Delegate to them authority, not a task. Give them permission to make decisions. This is running with it. They're running with it, right? Delegate the authority. Don't delegate a task. I actually did a whole podcast on delegating authority over tasks. And you've got to give them permission to fail in that, right? Give them permission to fail forward. And even if it fell, fall, fails backwards, pick them up and move forward, right? You've got to give them permission to operate in their gifts. One, write it down. Two, make it so plain that anybody could read it. Three, allow them to read it through the lens of their life and their gifts. Four, now you got to push them out of the nest and let them fly. Let them run with it. Let them operate in their gifts. Give them permission to make decisions. Five, this is, this is the key component right here. Five, put it on repeat. Put those four things on repeat. Write it, make it plain, let them read it, let them run Write it, make it plain, let it read, let them read it, let them run with it. Put this on repeat. What, do you, what does it mean? This is how we catch the vision. We hear it over and over and over until it clunks into our life. Jesus said, Matthew 17, 17, how long must I be with you boys? What, what it means in modern day uh, translation, better said, how many times do I have to repeat myself? How many times do I got to repeat myself? How many times do I got to repeat myself? Jesus said the same or he had the same question that we have. Why don't you listen to me? Well, it's not that they're not listening. It just means they haven't caught it. And how, why don't they catch it? Probably because they haven't had permission to see it through the lens of their own gifts. How, what is their part to play in the vision? Well, it, most of the time is, is we're telling them what to do rather than give them, giving them freedom to exert energy in the gift God put on the inside of them. And so this is what happens. It's not that they're not listening. It's that we're not giving them freedom to move inside there and operate inside their giftings and their life, right? When I say this, put it on repeat, what happens in our mind says, yeah, you know how many times I've told them? Because we think that telling is the same thing as training. Training is not telling. When I was coaching soccer for 19, 20 years, 
I remember how many times I got to tell you. Well, then I realized the older I got in my coaching and the older the players I was coaching is I would tell them this is what the drill is. I would then show them the drill. Then I would say, you do the drill. I would correct the mistake and then cause them to do it again. That's called training. Tell them, show them, give them opportunity to do, correct the failure, do it again. Put that on repeat. This is what Jesus did. He said, how many times, how many times has, did he say, how much longer must I be with you? Numerous times through the scriptures. So we understand this is what putting it on repeat means is you're constantly putting them through writing it, reading it, uh, making it plain and running with it. You're constantly doing that, right? Training is the key component. So every time you're with them, you're telling them. Every time I preach, there's something about my vision that I'm preaching, whether it's missions, Bible school, ministers in training, or planning of churches. In every one of my messages, you'll hear me. And it's intentional for me. Why? Because I want people to grow in their gifts and evolve with 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 the Holy Ghost in their life and enhance the vision of God that God has placed them a part of. Listen, this is the key component. You need to move people from volunteer mentality into ownership mentality. You need to move people from employment mentality to partnership mentality. And how do you do it? Write it down, make it plain, give them permission to read it through the lens of their gift. Let them fly, let them fall forward, let them make a mistake, but give them permission to move in their gift. And five, put that on repeat, constantly do that. Just do that, do that. each person and you'll do it numerous times. If you've got right now, I've got about 30 people in my church that are connecting 100% with me in the vision. It's not everybody. I'm just talking about in leadership forms of, of some forms that I've given 30 different people permission in their lane to make decisions. Why am I doing that? Because I don't know everything. God put the vision in my heart and it's my job to equip them for the work of their ministry. You have to be okay with delegating authority, understanding who you are and what the role is that you need people to move from volunteers to owners in the vision. Hey, I hope this has helped you today. Uh, I, I really pray that you'll start imparting this and, and this will help you impart if you're, if you're trying and you can't figure it out, do that. Again, till next time, I call you blessed and I pray the anointing of God get all over you and help you do exactly everything God has called you to do. Hey, thanks for listening today to the podcast. Again, I want to remind you of our Anointed Leadership Conference coming up October 14th and 15th. Please do everything you can to get here. I promise you uh, the content will add value to you as well as your team. Again, there are discounts for groups of five or more. Uh, Join us on the website, terrylenscott.com. And again, thank you so much for being a, a great listener to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.